Hey guys, what is up? We're bringing in another bedtime story, Dante's Inferno. I think I read a, without you guys because we're now on Canto 32. I don't think we got that far, but uh, you get the gist of the book, right? Pay it up, read it. It's really good. So the argument is Dante goes off about how the tortures of Ninth Circle, the last circle of hell, were so bad that no words can describe them. The two walk along on a sheet of ice that is a frozen surface of oh, what Cogitas Lake yeah sure we'll go with that in the region of Kanya the first string I'm sure I said that wrong too my apologies yeah so we're gonna go ahead and <clears throat> pop right in and I had to bring a book holder because it's so thin now on this side, it's just wanting to flip right over. <laughs> All right, so. <clears throat> Canto 32. If I could think of more discordant, disgusting words and phrases that I haven't used already, maybe I might be able to explain the horrendous and gloomy pit that sits at the bottom of everything and holds up all the weight of the other circles. I'd call on them now and use them in my story here. But I don't have any more descriptions. I used, I've used them up. And I'm a little nervous about starting this chapter. Writing about this place. Especially if you want to do it right. It's no cakewalk. And it definitely can't be described in normal terms. So I'm calling on those beautiful muses. The ones who helped Amphion erect the wall around Thebes. To help me describe just what I saw. You wouldn't believe the tortured souls down there, all crowded together and suffering like the boxcars to Auschwitz. They would have been better off if they had been dogs rather than sinners. We came to a dark part of the ditch right underneath one of the giant's feet and I tried to look around in the dim light. All of a sudden I heard a voice say, watch out idiot. Look where you're walking. Be careful not to punt the heads of us poor fuckers who are trapped down here. I spun around at the sound of the voice and saw that we were standing on a huge frozen lake. Its surface, as shiny and slick as a mirror, is not like normal ice. Not even in the middle of a freezing winter does the Don... What? Danube River. Danube. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> or even the Don River ever ice over as thick as that lake was frozen it was so thick that even if mount tambern tambernick or are we really gonna throw out these long ass names peach peach prana oh my god i'm struggling hard people peach prana yeah sure we'll go with that were to collapse right on top of it it wouldn't even show the slightest crack and like frogs during autumn when the farm workers start picking grapes that sit in the pond with their heads sticking out of the water. The, surfer, the sufferers at the level were trapped in the ice right up to their necks and their teeth chattered like the subway tracks when a train is arriving. So I'm going to turn the page. <clears throat> oh, and just to let y'all know, my mind is turning slowly to mush, so I do apologize for a lot of fuckeries that are more so than normal <laughs> all right let's get back okay so they had their heads bent down towards the ice 
their lips purple with cold and a haunted, empty, defeated, hopeless look of sadness in their eyes. Gradually, my eyes adjusted to the dim light, and I could look around right at my feet. I saw these two guys trapped on top of each other. They were so close that one's guy ha- one guy's hair could have been the other's beard. Hey, you guys, you're obviously a little tight, I said to them. Who in the hell are you? They both craned their heads around to look at me. And when I saw their faces, I realized that in their vacant stares, they had started to cry. Tears ran down their faces and froze midstream, fusing together into icicles that caught the next drips and froze them too. I've never seen crazy glue work as quickly. And like British thugs in a bar fight, the two kept headbutting in a fury to attack each other. I saw another guy down the way who was missing both ears. He lifted his eyes toward me from the ice and yelled, What the fuck are you looking at? If you want to know who those poor bastards are, I could tell you. They're brothers, and their names are Napoleon and Alessandro. They own part of the... I don't know, some business, business is your valley. <laughs> Fucking suck at this. And their dad, Alberto, in all of Kanye. That's what the place is called around here after Kane. You won't find anyone who deserves their punishments more than those guys. Not even Mordred, who tried kill King Arthur, but was run through and died himself instead. Nor Fasia. Or not even this guy with the mangled head stuck in the ice right in front of me. Cecil, uh, what's his name? Mashirini? Who deserves it more for murdering his nephew for his inheritance. If you're from Tuscany, I'm sure you've heard of him. And because I know you're going to ask me, my name was Kamasian Dipasi. And I'm just waiting for that fucking bribe taker, Carlino, to take me down here so my crimes don't seem as bad. Bitch, what? Did I read that right? I think I read that right. Okay, we're going to continue. As we walked, I slipped along the icy surface of Coictus. There were at least a thousand faces, all blue and white from cold stuck in the ice. I still think of it and cringe every single time I see the hockey rink. As we started getting closer to the center of hell, where the whole mass of entire world meets, I was chattering and freezing in the cold. I could see my breath. And then, maybe just by bad luck, or maybe I was distracted, but as I was walking around trying to avoid the frozen heads at our feet, all of a sudden, I kicked one really hard in the face. Why the hell are you gonna kick me? Why is he country? <laughs> He's country. He's it's probably gonna change, my bad. But why are you kicking me? He yelled out crying. Are you because I cut that kid's hand off in Morbury? Are you fucking with me? what I do? I turned to Virgil and said, Can we stop and talk to this guy? I want to find out who he is. As soon as I'm done, we can go faster to catch to catch up if we have to. Virgil nodded and hung back. And I went over to where the guy was stuck. He was still muttering to himself aimlessly, and I said, 
who do you think you are to go talking shit like that to me? Who the fuck are you sauntering around here in the auditorium, kicking defenseless people in the face? He shot back. I've never been kicked that hard before, as if you were alive. I am alive, I said. And it might be in your best interest to be a little nicer to me. If you want to put, if you want me to put you in the book, I'm going to write about this place. I'll make you famous. Fuck you. Who in the hell cares about some little book of yours? He spat back. You can't suck up to us like that down here. Now get the fuck out of here. Beat it. When he said that, I lost it a bit and yanked him by the hair. If you don't tell me who you are right now, I'm going to start pulling each and every single hair from your head. Do it, he said. Rip it all out and then jump up and down on my head until you're tired. I'll never tell you my name and you'll never see my face. Here we go. Oh, we're almost done with this chapter. I had my fingers in his curly hair by then, and I'd already yanked a bunch of it out while he cried and whined like a little bitch. His face was in the ice, but suddenly a guy down the way called out, What's up, Boca? Your flapping gums are bad enough, and now you're yipping like a mutt. What's wrong with you now? Why is this one more hick? <laughs> Christ. Ah! Aha! This is not eyes. Aha! <laughs> now you don't have shit to say, I yelled. I know you. You're an evil traitor. And now that I know who you are, I'm going to tell the whole world that I saw you down here. Fuck off, he shouted. You can say whatever the hell you want, but if you do make get out of here, make sure to tell that Boas de Dora the traitor is down here too, paying a huge for the bribes he took above. Tell them all about how that bastard is trapped down here in the ice with all the other fuck-ups. And if someone asks you who else you saw down here, that guy right next to you is the abbot to Sarah's dip something something or other, <laughs> who was tortured to death by the Florentines. And farther down the road, you'll see John Walker Lynn next to Gianni de Saldinier, Benedict Arnold, Galeon, and the traitor Tabadello. Tabadello? Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Amadeus is not in here, my bad. Who let the enemy gulps in front and fun and finza in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm like a broken record over here. Anyway. Continuing on, I had enough of him, and Virgil and I went on until we saw two sinners who were trapped together, freezing in the same hole. They were so close that the back of one guy's head was right on the other guy's face. Didn't we read this already? Oh, well. And like an ex-vegetarian digging into a rare cheeseburger... The guy behind was chomping on the neck of his grotesque partner, smacking his lips. Even Titus, who devoured Menelepius' head with total rage as himself was dying, didn't feast with more gusto than these guys. 
It's obvious that you despise the guy whose head you're chewing on, I said to him in disgust. But can you tell me why? What did he do? I swear to God, if the guy deserves it, and once I know who you are and what he did, I promise I'll write about you guys and tell everyone when I get back up to earth. God willing, if I don't get writer's block. So we at 12 minutes. What do y'all think? We should go on one more chapter. We'll do one more chapter. Kanto 33. I think I'm saying that right because it's XXX111. Right? We're going to go that way and see. Um, that is right. All right. We're going to skip the synopsis. We're just going to dive right in. All right. <clears throat> The sinner stopped chewing on the neck of the other guy, wiped his bloody mouth on the other guy's hair, and looked at me. Did you come all the way down here just to remind me of all my sufferings? I can't even think about them, my heart breaking, and without getting all choked up as if it is. But if my talking about it will somehow bring more disgrace on this bastard, who I'm condemned to chew on forever, then I'll do my best to tell you about it. That is... If you can forgive me if I cry a little when I tell you. I don't know how you got down here or who you are, but I can tell you by your accent that you're from Florence. I can't do a Florida accent because I don't know how to do one. And on top of it, I'm not sure how it's done. Anyway, I was Count Ugolino and this guy here who now has to suffer from my gnawing on him all the time was once the Archbishop Rugashiri. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's a long, tragic story about why we're here, tormented together forever like this. I don't even have to tell you about how I once trusted this man and of the shit he did to me in return and how he ended up having me locked up in jail and executed. What you probably haven't heard is how mean and cruel my execution was. But I'll tell you how it happened. And you can decide for yourself what you think. See, I had been shut up in the tower prison for a few months. Everyone calls it the hunger tower now because of me. And I'm sure that a lot more people will suffer there too. I knew how long it had been because I could see the moon through the slit windows in the stone walls of the cell. Well, one night I had this dream about what was going to happen to me. And I woke up. I knew it was going to come true. Ah, has his last name, Rukashiri, the Archbishop. We're going to call him the Archbishop here. The owner of this stinking head that I'm munching on appeared in my dream dressed like a nobleman and led a group of wolf hunt into the hills of San Guilino, where the town of Luca sits hidden away from Passan troops. We'll go with Passan. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had these feast hunting dogs, oh, fast hunting dogs, vicious suckers, and he sat them. What? It's a little bit in the shade. Okay. Sorry. Let me try that again. <clears throat> and he set them on the other hunters who were all from Pisa Gualdandi and his sons, Sismondi and Lanfranchi. They took off running but couldn't keep it up. And before long, they fell down exhausted. And in my dreams, I saw the dogs tear them with their teeth. 
when I woke up, it was still dark out. And the first thing I heard was hungry cries of my sleeping sons and grandsons who were locked up with me. I'm telling you, you've got to be a hard-hearted son of a bitch. If you didn't think what I was thinking at that moment. I mean, if the sounds of your own kids crying from hunger doesn't break your heart, then what on earth does? The children woke up hungry and afraid from their own bad dreams. And by then, it was breakfast time. But instead of our captors bringing us breakfast like they usually did, we heard the sounds of hammering outside our cell door as they nailed it shut for good. When they heard that, my own kids looked at me with their hungry eyes, and I didn't know what to tell them. I couldn't even cry. I just sat there, frozen in a trance, until my little Enslem asked me, Dad, what's wrong? You look like you're sick or something. It was like I was in a coma or something. I just sat there in a daze. I didn't cry. I didn't move. I couldn't say anything at all that day and all that night. But as soon as the sun came up again and it got light enough to see the four faces of the hungry boys suffering with me, well, I covered my face with my hands and gnawed on my fist in despair. And then seeing me like that and thinking it meant that I was hungry, my very own little boy said to me, Don't be like that, Dad. You're the one who gave us lives, and we'd rather that you take them from us if you have to. We'd rather die than see you go hungry and suffer like this. Take us and kill us, and then you can eat us, because it's better that way. And then you can decide... What's best to be done? I tried to stay calm. From then on, so I wouldn't make them more afraid than they already were. None of us spoke again for the rest of the day, and not even in the next. God, how I wished that the ground would have opened up and swallowed us all once and been done with it right then and there. By the fourth day, my little God was so weak that he collapsed at my feet. Why don't you help me, Dad? Were his very last words. As clear as you can see me here in front of you, I had to live to watch my other son and two grandsons die, one by one. On the fifth night, finally, blind with hunger myself, I crawled around the floor of the cell, feeling the cold bodies and faces of those little boys. I held each one and spoke to them and called their names, but every one of them was dead. On the eighth day, the sufferings of my hunger finally overcame my grief. Fucking Pisa. I thought I was... I thought, as I listened to the horrible story, your town is a shithole full of wicked people, and the sooner you ruined, the better. I'd be happy if the islands of Gorgona and Caprera drifted and blocked up the Arnold's whole river mouth and flooded that evil town and drowned everyone in it. Even if the Ongolino had betrayed you, it's despicable. 
to take your revenge on his little kids. His kids. You, uh, you, you Cuccioni and his grandson, Brigata, were so young that they couldn't have had anything to do with it. They were just innocent kids. None of the other little brothers were their fault. Were at fault, either. And you left them to starve in the tower for no reason except sheer wickedness. As I thought about all the reasons why I hated the Bissans, Virgil and I walked along further. Oh, the whole thing went down. Okay, because I touched it. And. Soon we came across more sinners frozen into the ice of the lake. Their faces were turned up to watch us and frozen tears lined their cheeks. The first drops from their eyes must have frozen solid and backed up the flow of the tears because they had these big icicles under their eyes, all thick and clear. It was so damned cold down there that my face was numb. But even so, I thought I felt a breeze on my cheeks as if Virgil... If it's always dark down here and the sun can't warm the air, where's the breeze coming from? Just wait a little while longer, he answered, and you will see for yourself what it is that makes the winds you're feeling in this land of ice. You'll see. Ow, my arm. Oh, there's the lake. Damn shame. Just then, we heard a tragic voice from the ice of our feet. Oh, you evil sinners who come to live here in the lowest pits of hell. Do me a favor and chip away these icicles from my face so I can cry again. Even if it's just for a minute or two. I need to free some of the pain and grief trapped inside my soul. At least until my tears freeze again. If you tell me who you are, I promise I'll chip some away from you. I answered, looking down, and if I'm lying, they can drag me down to the very bottom of hell. I'm Brother Albergero. <laughs> Fucking names, bro, he said. You might have heard me. You might have heard of me because of my special cooking abilities down here. I'm getting just my desserts. You? You're dead already? What happened? Maybe you've seen my body up on Earth, but... I don't know what is going on up there. The place here is called Potlamia. Uh, and a lot of times the souls of sinners get sent down here even before their life is actually ended. So, um, and even worse than that, I make sure you'll agree, is when the soul of the body who has committed the sins of treachery is sent down here, then a demon takes over his body up there and can do whatever he wants until he dies. Or until it dies. I know it sounds pathetic. And maybe you feel a little sorry for me now. And snap off those icicles. Because there are the depths I've sunk to. You can ask the guy over there. If you don't believe me. I think he's had his body possessed up above. While he freezes his ass off down here. You've probably heard of him. If you haven't been dead too long, his name is Branca de Oria, and he's been frozen stiff for years. Now I know you're bullshitting me, I said, 
Bronco's not dead. I saw him not too long ago cruising around wearing new clothes, eating, drinking, partying, even passing out just like anybody else alive up there. Now we sound like valley girls. We're almost done with the chapter. Well, up in Mobulge, that level where the tar is bubbling and it's nice and warm, there's this guy, Michael Zainch. He wasn't even dead and some demon took over his body. A devil possessed the body of a relative of his too who had helped him kill his father-in-law. That's true. Now, could you do me a favor in pulling off some of these icicles? But I ignored the guy and just walked away, leaving him like that. I felt pretty good about it. I do have to admit. All the same, I had thought that Peace Out was a shitty town. But now I know Genoa sucks even worse. It's a whole city of wicked people, and there's nothing good going on there at all. Here I am down at the very bottom of hell, and besides this guy, I find the soul of Branca de Oria, a guy so evil and fucked up that while his soul is sits freezing in Lake Coitus, <laughs> Coitus, I know that's not how you say it, in the very pit of wickedness, his body is still strutting around back in Genoa. Like everything's fine. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go ahead and go put a pin in that for tonight. If I don't finish the book here, maybe I'll give you a little quick synopsis. There are actually two more books after this one. Yeah, and I never, I never really got past the first one, which is the inferno part. So I don't know. Maybe if I keep reading them, we keep going together. Yes, I like it. I think I think y'all like it too. Well, thank you guys so much for listening listening to me today. With all my trips, I do apologize. I'm trying to get it to um, cease, but I don't know what's going on. It's I see the words, I hear the words. Fucking bitch, how do you hear the words? <laughs> I see the words and they go through my mind, but there's like a misconnection between my mind and my mouth and it doesn't come out right. Even with basic words. So it'll be interesting. That's that's why I'm sudden pauses with a lot of the episodes. But anyway, that's another topic for a new story or vice versa, however you want to say it. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you like, go ahead, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And talk to you on the next one. Bye.